You're listening to the international hit show, The Baby Names Podcast. And here are your hosts, the Moss Sisters. I'm Jennifer Moss. And I'm Mallory Moss Katz. And we're the founders of babynames.com. And we're sisters, too. Yes, we are. So our first segment is usually names that we've found since the last episode. But I'd like to feature a couple names of my friends. I want to do a shout out to my friend Jolian, J-O-L-Y-O-N. I've known him for 15 years, and I've always loved his name. He said his mother got it from the novel The Foresight Saga by John Galsworthy. I've never read the book, but I really enjoyed the BBC series with that guy from Billions Homeland with the red hair and tiny mouth. Oh, Damien Lewis. Yeah, that's it. He's British, you know. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> the story has several Jolians in it, and Jolian is actually just a form of the name Julian, which means youthful and downy. I also have another friend, she's Turkish, who refused for the longest time to tell me her real Turkish name. She took on an American name when she moved here. And she finally spelled it for me, U-F-U-K, which she said she could absolutely not use when she moved to the U.S., and I understood why. And it's a good example of how sometimes names just don't translate well. It's a unisex name, meaning horizon. And there are several Turkish celebrities with the name, one being actor Ufuk Bayraktar and a football player named Ufuk Ceylan. And this is a disclaimer, I am not making fun of this name. It is what it is. And speaking of names we're not making fun of, I promise. I found the following Icelandic names. Okay. Abelina is a girl's name that I found that I thought was pretty. It is. Uh, Agata is another A name for a girl, and it is a form of Agatha that I actually think is prettier than the original. Yeah. Paula is a form of Paula, and Petrina is very pretty. I haven't heard that name before. Kind of rhymes with Katrina, also an Icelandic name, but a name that we're more familiar with in the U.S. Male Icelandic names that I like include Akira, Rex, And a lot of names that start with Sig, maybe our favorite Icelandic listener, (laughs) can call us or write us and tell us why Sig is a common prefix in male names. I could tell you why. I could tell you why right now. Tell me. Because of the Vikings. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Vikings invaded Iceland and then came over and invaded Ireland and then came down to the UK. And that kind of has a correlation with our topic of the week, so we'll talk about that a little later. Okay. Well, I can't pronounce many of the names that start with Sig, but Sigmar is one of the easier ones. Also, according to the website I was peeking at, there are actually several names that have John in it, including, I would say, Jan, Jonar, Jonas, Jonathan, Jonathan, Jonbjarni, Yon Bjorn, Yondar, Yon Finn, Yon Mundur, Yoni, Yonsi, Yonstein, Yon Bjor. And that just proves it, Jennifer, that you know nothing. Well, that was appropriate. <laughs> I've always wanted to go to Iceland because that is one of the places where they film.
hearing that theme music just gives me the chills. Yep, I can't wait. The final season of Game of Thrones is premiering this Sunday, and so we thought it would be a good opportunity to explore all the cool names from the series. We've mentioned it briefly in our episodes on character names and their influence on baby name trends, number five, and naming fictional characters for writers, episode number 24. And today we're going to dive deeper into the world created by George R.R. Martin for his series of novels, A Song of Ice and Fire, of which Game of Thrones was the first book. According to a wiki of Ice and Fire, there are 2,054 named characters in the series. That's so crazy. As an author, that just blows my mind. I can't imagine. Um, So you can imagine how much thought and planning George put into naming his characters. And in this episode, we'll go over the main characters' names, Martin's naming conventions, some naming stats from the series, and then Mel and I will pick out our favorite Game of Thrones names. Names are definitely an integral part of Martin's story. I mean, just look at Hodor and Reek. Yeah. We'll talk about them later, and we are going to try and do this all with without major spoilers. However, we do assume that if you're interested in listening to the show, you've either read the series of novels or watched the HBO show or both. The story starts with the Stark family, mainly centering around Eddard Stark, who's nicknamed Ned. Eddard, E-D-D-A-R-D, is a variation of the English named Edward. Since the series is loosely based on the War of the Roses, a series of English civil wars in the 15th century, he does use classic English names and the name variations along with created names. Yeah, even the accent of the Northerners, the Wildings, are most often depicted to be near to the Northern England and Scottish accents. So back to the Starks. Uh, Ned's wife is Catelyn, spelled like Caitlin, a Celtic name. Ned and Catelyn have five children, sons Rob, two Bs, Bran, and Rickon, R-I-C-K-O-N, and their daughters are Arya and Sansa. He also has custody over Jon Snow, a boy born out of wedlock. In one of the naming conventions he sets up for the series, the last name Snow is given to any child who is born out of wedlock, apparently to hide the identity of the father. John later becomes a main protagonist of the series. And I do believe Martin purposely chose common real names for the main characters so people would identify with them. What's interesting is that the girl's name, Arya, was a big influencer in baby naming, probably because of what you said. It was already a name, although pretty rare, and a word in the English language. And Arya with an I is a solo vocal piece originating in Italian opera. You know, the other thing that Dr. Evans pointed out is that in British English, Arya has two syllables since the R is silent and pronounced Aya. That's how the character pronounces it on the show, and it's apparently how Martin intended it. Aria, on the other hand, as a song and like the character on Pretty Little Liars, has three syllables in American English or in the Latin languages. So the HBO series premiered in April of 2011 on the U.S. actual birth charts on the Social Security list, 
Aya with a Y <laughs> went from 942 in 2010 to 135 in 2017. Yeah. And I bet it will be even higher this year. Me too. Or last year. Aria with an I went from 353 in 2010 and get this to 20 in 2017. So here in America, at least in North America, we definitely prefer the I version. By the way, the first book in the series of Game of Thrones was actually published in 1996. So it was definitely the television series that catapulted the names into pop culture. So why aren't there many babies named Sansa? Well, if you just look at the characters, I mean, who would you rather be? Arya is pretty kick-ass from the very beginning. Her story arc is just a little more interesting and empowering than Sansa's. There are also a couple other really strong female characters in the mix. Daenerys, Targaryen, Cersei Lannister, and Melisandre, a sorceress. The only good character among them is Daenerys, and although her character also has a big influence on real-life baby naming, it wasn't for her first name. Nope. It was actually her title, Khaleesi. In the first season, Danny, as they call her, is traded by her brother Viserys to a violent Dothraki lord in exchange for his army. So basically, she's a sex slave. Um, the Dothraki leader is called Akal, and when she marries him, she becomes the Khaleesi, or basically wife of the Call or the queen. And it's the title Khaleesi that resonated with the fans. And I even have a personal friend who named his daughter Khaleesi. That's K-H-A-L-E-E-S-I. The name Khaleesi jumped onto the U.S. name charts in 2014. And in 2017, 466 baby girls in the United States were given that name. That's crazy. I know. George R.R. R. Martin used a lot of the Welsh name elements in his character names, like using a Y in place of an I or E. For example, Peter, as in Baelish, Dennis, Ellis, and Dyke. Dick. Oh, D-Y-K-K. Yeah. <laughs> he also uses the Welsh Win W-Y-N, name element, and G-W names like Gwen, Gwyn, and Gwynis. Another thing he does is to use a real name and then change it just a bit to create a new name, like Andro, A-N-D-R-O-W, Polliver, Orton, Illifer, Victoria instead of Victoria, Molander, Joseph with a T-H. It's really hard to say these because they're not the real names. Dunover, Abelar, Jodge, J-O-D-G-E, Brennett, our ears accept those as conventional because they're so familiar to the names that we recognize. Now, we talked about surnames a bit with Jon Snow, but Martin plays a lot with those as well. Stark is a dictionary word that depicts the cold, bland landscape of the North. Lannister, well, sounds like sinister, so that applies. Some are more frivolous, like Ben Buttercakes, Gorald, Good Brother, and Carl with a Q, Quick Axe. Uh, like in real life, there are surnames that determine where the character is from, like Brienne of Tarth. Now that's a strong character. I would totally use Brienne as a girl's name for sure. Me too, me too. 
Others include Tom of Seven Streams, Thoros of Mirror, Watt of Long Lake, and Arlen of Penny Tree. I knew an Arlen. Oh, cool. But he wasn't a Penny Tree. <laughs> Surnames that denote their occupations include Balakwo Bonebreaker, a pit fighter and marine, and Bran the Builder, a legendary figure who built the wall. Yep. Martin peppers his cast of characters with silly names, too, which sound like they're plucked right out of children's books. Tom Two, Big Boyle, Toefinger, Tickler, Sand Snakes, Rat Cook, Patchface Moonboy, Jack Be Lucky, Poxy Tim, Cutjack, and many characters have nicknames, too, like Littlefinger for Peter Baelish. Wildings, free folk, and other fantastical quirky characters tend to only have one name, Melisandre, Ygrit, Osha, Craster, Gilly, Varys, and Hodor. So back to Hodor and how names are actually made part of the story. From the very beginning, we meet Hodor, an all-around mute who can only say one word, Hodor. So everyone calls him Hodor, and his real name is apparently Walder. And I'm not going to go beyond that because it's a huge kind of reveal on how he got his name. And it's it's just chilling when you find it out. So we're not going to talk any more about Hodor. But he's a lovable, wonderful character. I love Hodor. I know. When Arya Stark is lost in Bravos, she becomes a girl with no name, only until she finds her true self does she refer to herself as Arya Stark again. Yeah, and fighters and brothers Gregor and Sandor Clegane are referred to mostly by their nicknames. Gregor is the Hound and Sandor is the Mountain. And when Theon Greyjoy is taken captive by the sadistic Ramsay Snow, Ramsay renames him to Reek to demean him even further. He insists that Theon refer to himself as Reek, and like Arya, he can only find his way back to self-worth and humanity when he reclaims his name, Theon. Yeah, that's a tough storyline, too. But it just goes to show you that Martin put a lot of thought behind his character names and made them part of the story. Okay, so the main premise is that there are eight houses or families that are fighting to rule the seven kingdoms. The family surnames houses are Stark, Lannister, Targaryen, Aaron, Tully, Baratheon, Tyrell, and Martell. The story opens with Robert Baratheon as king. He's married to Cersei of the Lannister family. Boo! So let's go to the Lannister family tree. As we said, there is Queen Cersei and her twin brother, Jaime. Cersei is pronounced like C-I-R-C-E Cersei, who was a nymph, enchantress, and sorceress in Greek mythology. No spoilers here, as it's revealed in episode 1-1, but Cersei Lannister does keep control over her twin Jaime with sex. I know, it's gross. They have one younger brother, a dwarf, named Tyrion. Many cruelly refer to Tyrion as the Imp. Cersei and Jaime's parents are Tywin and Joanna. Jaime and Cersei have three children, although she attributes them to her husband, King Robert Baratheon. The three children are Joffrey, Marcella, and Tommen. 
The House Tyrell consists of the matriarch Olena, also known as the Queen of Thorns. Olena's son is Mace, who had a daughter, Marjorie, and a son, Loris. So you can see Martin uses real names and created names almost interchangeably. As far as stats go, as we said, there are over 2,000 named characters in the series. And out of the 2,054 listed on the wiki, only 19 of them were created just for the television series. There are many characters that share a first name. Obviously, he couldn't think of 2,054 unique identifiable names. And plus, that's not how the real world works. Everybody shares names. So the most common name is... Can you guess it? I know nothing. John. (laughs) J-O-N, as in snow. There are 22 characters named John J-O-N. Now, on the woman's side, the most common name is Jane. Hmm. J-E-Y-N-E. So that's a unique spelling that he created. uh, With 17 characters named Jane. And the way he kind of changes names a bit, there are like nine Wills, a Williman, five Willems, one Willis with an A, one William, one Willifer, two Willises, one Willet, and two Wilberts. Three Wills with a Y, one Willis with a Y, and two Willas with a Y. There's no Jennifer or any variation of that name, but there is a Jojen, a Benjen, a Penny Jenny, and a Renifer. And that's interesting. I'm going to start calling you Renifer. <laughs> Renifer. Renifer. There are two characters named Malor and one Malador and Ooh. one Yorko. Ooh, I like Malor. That would make a great male version of Mallory, which has pretty much jumped the charts to the girls' side. So, as I said, Martin has extensive family tree maps backstories, legends. It really makes me want to go back and read the book series in its entirety. I feel like they couldn't possibly have put it all in the show. Just look up the Targaryen family tree. The names are so freaking cool and it's so complicated. We'll put a link in the show notes. You'll also see that Daenerys is Jon Snow's... No! Spoiler! Okay, I'm just saying, adult themes, adult themes. This story is not for kids. So, Mal, looking through this list, what would be some of your favorite names? Well, I like Adam with two Ds. There's Hmm. five of them on the list, and also the name of your son-in-law with only one D, and my nephew-in-law. I also like Eric, A-R-R-Y-K, a variation of Eric. There's lots of Bethany's, like our niece-in-law. Yeah. And I like the name Edric. I actually knew a young Edric. We were in Fiddler on the Roof together. Deedle, 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 Okay, cool. From watching the TV show, I've always liked Olena and Brienne for girls. Theon and Tyrion for boys. I guess you can see my clear naming preferences. I can't believe the name Tyrion, or yeah, it's pronounced Tyrion, hasn't taken off. I mean, he's a fantastic character played by Peter Dinklage. So iconic. 
Uh, Looking at the full list of names, these are the names that jumped off the page at me. I do like Benjen. There are three characters named Benjen. There's Barrick with a B, Becco, B-E-Q-Q-O, Davos, as in Seaworth, Felina, Galatza Galare, Illifer the Penniless, Jamos, J-A-M-M-O-S, that's kind of cool, Nage, Oberyn, Paxter, Podrick, Ketza, Q-E-Z-Z-A, Ravella, and Ricasso, and Roro. And that's what I call my dog, Roro. His real name is Roscoe. You know, I wonder if the name Ty, T-Y, has gone up since Game of Thrones. Maybe not Tyrion, but Ty. Yeah, that's a possibility. And names that we would advise you to avoid from Game of Thrones would be Anus, A E N Y S, <laughs> Arion, because it kind of sounds like Arian, definitely Reek, Bump, Big Boil, Cutjack, Forneo, because it kind of sounds like fornication and porno put together, Grunt, Iron Belly, Nysterica, Pudding Foot, Rusty Flowers, Scarb, Shagwell, Spare Boot, and Illifer. She just sounds ill. And Penniless. By the way, Illifer Moss, that's my new name for you. <laughs> I thought it was Renifer. <laughs> that's Illifer now. Poor Illifer. And finally, let's go over the names of the animals in the story. In the first season, Ned Stark gives dire wolf cubs to each of his kids. The dire wolf's names are Greywind, which went to Rob, Lady, which was Sansa's, Nymeria, N-Y-M-E-R-I-A, which is Aya's, Summer, which was Bran's, Shaggy Dog, Rickon, and Jon Snow named his Ghost. I think each child was able to name their own direwolf. Definitely, because Shaggy Dog was named by the youngest one. Right, yeah. And we can't forget Daenerys's babies, her dragons. Where are my dragons? I say that to my animal babies when it's dinner time. Where are my dragons? Okay. Well, anyway, so Daenerys's dragons are named Drogon, Viserion, and Rhaegal. Hmm. They are named after her husband, called Drogo, and his and her two brothers, Viserys and Rhaegar. Drogon is black, Viserion is white, and Rhaegal is green. They're all referred to as male in the books. Wow, I never knew that. That's very cool. I didn't know they were named after her husband and two brothers. Uh, For all the links to our sources and the full list of A Song of Ice and Fire characters, go to babynames.com slash podcast and click on this episode. I hope there will be some spinoffs. Well, I heard rumors that HBO is developing a prequel. It will take place thousands of years before the Game of Thrones storyline and won't directly overlap with any of the events in the existing show. Oh, okay. I'm good with that. Another reason to go read the books. If we've missed anything that you want to point out about any of the names in the books or the show, email us at podcast at babynames.com. This week's featured product is the Proud Buddy Pregnancy Belly Cast Kit, a really creative product that allows you to make a full cast of your belly as a unique memento of your pregnancy for under $20. 
You can also use it as a baby shower guest book. Have it ready for your guests to sign with different colored pens. That's a good idea. Or give it as a shower gift to that artistic expectant mom. It's easy to use with no mixing of messy materials. And did I mention it was under $20? You did. For more information about the Proud Body Belly Cast Kit, go to our homepage, babynames.com, and it's right there under Featured Products. I mean, you don't have to use it on a pregnant belly. You could do a cast of your husband's beer belly if you wanted to. In my husband's case, it would be a gummy bear belly. No (laughs) thanks. And now it's time for Celebrity Baby News. Alanis Morissette is pregnant with her third child, the 44-year-old singer-songwriter and her husband, Mario Soli Treadway, already have one son, Ever Emery, who's eight, and a daughter, Onyx Solis, who's three. Interesting. Well, actress Miranda Kerr and her husband, Snapchat CEO Evan Spiegel, good catch, mm. are expecting their second child together just 10 months after welcoming their son, Hart. Miranda has an eight-year-old son, Flynn, with ex-husband Orlando Bloom. Kerr is 33 and Spiegel is 28. Age differente. Fifty Shades of Grey star Jamie Dornan and wife, actress-musician Amelia Warner, just recently had their third child, a baby girl. The baby joins older sisters Elva, three, and Dulcie, Five. No name has been announced yet. I really loved Jamie Dornan in The Fall, but I never got into the Fifty Shades of Grey series. Surprised at that. What? Anyway. Fashion designer in the Hills Lauren Conrad and her husband William Tell are expecting their second child together. Lauren made the happy baby announcement on Instagram, posting a photo of her baby bump and revealing in the caption, It's been hard to keep this one to myself. Very excited to share that our family will be getting a little bigger this year. Lauren and William have been married for four years and have a son, Liam James, who will be two in July. Celebrity chef Gordon Ramsay and wife Tana have welcomed their fifth child, a boy. Ramsey said, after three BAFTAs and one Emmy, finally we've won an Oscar. They've named the baby Oscar James Ramsey. Baby Oscar joins siblings Megan, who's 20, twins Holly and Jack, who are 19, and Matilda, who's 17. Boy, that's a big spread. It is a big spread. Supermodel Amber Rose announced on Instagram Wednesday that she's expecting a boy with boyfriend Alexander A.E. Edwards. This will be the couple's first child together, although Rose has a six-year-old son, Sebastian Taylor Thomas, with rapper Wiz Khalifa. Country singer Brett Young is going to be a new dad with wife Taylor. They will be welcoming their first child later this year. The couple wed last November. Well, controversial HGTV host Christina Anstead, formerly Christina El Moussa, on Flipper Flop, has announced that she is expecting a baby in the fall with new husband, Wheeler Dealer host, Aunt Anstead. Christina has two children, daughter Taylor, eight, and son Braden, three, with her ex-husband and Flip co-star Tariq El Moussa. Aunt has a son, Archie, 12, and daughter Amelie, 15, with his ex-wife, Louise. I love Amelie. I do too. And by the way, I looked up Aunt Anstead, and he is a honk. 
Is he? Yeah. Anyway, former Olympic swimmer Michael Phelps and his wife Nicole announced that they are expecting their third baby. I remember just announcing his second baby last year. This is crazy. The couple have two sons, Boomer, who's two, and Beckett, who is just about one. So one, two, three, all in a row. Another former Olympian, Sean Johnson East, is vaulting into motherhood. She and husband Andrew are expecting their first child. I hope he gets a perfect pen. Okay. New Philadelphia Philly Bryce Harper is expecting his first child, a baby boy, with wife Kayla. The baby is due in August. Funny that before the Phillies, Bryce played for the Washington Nationals for six years, but his dog's name is, get this, Wrigley, we know what team he really wants to play on. The Cubs. And Chance the Rapper announced that he's expecting a baby girl with wife Kristen Corley, whom he met at a birthday party when he was nine years old. So cute. That is. Chance was very hush-hush about his first daughter, Kensley, K-E-N-S-L-I, and rarely posted about her on social media. The couple split after their first daughter was born and Chance was ordered to pay child support. But Avi, they have reconciled and got married this year on March 9th. And now it's time when we take questions from you, our listeners. So we were kind of prepared for angry feedback from our last episode on the very worst baby names ever. And really, we didn't hear much. Just one angry email over, of all things, the name Sterla. Yeah, we got schooled. Why don't you read the letter, Mel? I'm gonna, because I love this letter. And you know what? We love letters, good and bad. And this one made me laugh. Yeah. All right. In your last podcast, you mentioned the name Sterla and make fun of it. While Sterla, the way you pronounce it, may sound strange to English speakers, the correct pronunciation doesn't sound strange at all to Icelanders. It's an Icelandic name. You must remember that names are a pretty international thing and that each language has names that fit the language and culture. Names like Jennifer and Mallory sound strange in Icelandic and probably in many other languages as well. Moss sounds like something you don't want growing in your yard. And cats looks like something that should start with LOL. <laughs> lol cats. That's my new name. Yeah, I know. All right, lol cats. Oh, and by the way, Sterla is a guy's name in Icelandic. K-E. All right. Well, thank you, K.E. We have been schooled. It was not fair of us to make fun of the name. And you're right. Something that sounds perfectly acceptable in one culture or language like UFUK might sound strange to another. So um, we apologize for making fun of it. And thank you for writing in. Yeah, and we should have looked it up. That was a really good That's point true. of your email um, that we didn't include. And we didn't spend time looking it up and seeing what the origin of the name was to see if it was male, female, what part of the world it came from. And Absolutely. we'll do uh, better due diligence next time. And we'll add it to our database. Yes, we will. 
Here's our second letter. Dear Jennifer and Mallory, my husband and I are expecting a baby via surrogate who will be arriving in June. Congratulations. Yay. The problem is my parents are adamant about naming him, it's a boy, after my father, George. They have made it clear that they've, quote, suffered so much with me coming out and being gay that naming the boy George was the least we could do. I am so conflicted. My partner and I already have names picked out, and we don't want to use the name of a man who feels my sexuality is his trauma. Now what do we do? Sincerely, Justin and Tristan. Does he really need to know what we think? Because I think if he is smart enough, he knows what we think. Have you been listening to the Baby Names podcast? Because there's no way in the world we're going to say, A, name your baby George, and B, let someone else name your baby, and C, let someone else name your baby because they're traumatized by something you've done with your own personal choice. The end. Exactly. I'm no mental health worker, but that sounds like emotional blackmail to me. Exactly. So we're saying that your sexuality has nothing to do with your parents and they cannot hold it over your head to name your baby. You two are the only ones who can name your baby. And if this is a point of contention, then stop discussing it with them. Don't say whether you are or are not naming it George. Just say this is going to be private until the baby's born. Because what I've found out about grandparents is once they take a look at that lovely little cherub face, the name is not so important anymore. It's going to be more important that they have a lovely grandchild. Exactly. Because you know what? It's all about the babies. It's all about the babies. So do what you want. Forget them. And don't let them hold your coming out and your sexuality over your head forever. You do that once and they'll keep doing it. Exactly. So, folks, thank you for tuning in and enjoy the Game of Thrones premiere. And nope, we did not get paid by HBO to promote the show. Although we do accept money, HBO. If you do want to send us some money, we'll take it. Exactly. We just thought we'd cover it to celebrate the premiere. It debuts this Sunday, April 14th, and I get to watch it in my friend's huge cinema room in the top floor of her Victorian mansion. Well, ha, ha, ha. We'll be on our couch eating gummy bears (laughs) personally i think the story would have been a lot better without the zombies i hate zombies they're white walkers they're basically cold weather zombies and i hate zombies (laughs) i know you don't watch walking dead either you're missing out Well, goodbye, everyone, and don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. We've got some really great episodes coming up. Tune in. Love you, Mal. Love you, Jen. And we love our big sisters, Sue and Kate. Yes, we do. Take care and have a great week.